Hello and welcome to level 16 of 3 Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight, and if you're listening in again, well, welcome back. You know, you know what goes on here. You know what happens. If this is your first time listening, well, let me just tell you quickly how it all works. We have three segments on this show. We talk about video games, usually indie games. We talk about stories that aren't at the top of the pile. And we celebrate video games in a positive environment. That's what this show is all about. And without further ado, let's get started. I was on a website. You probably know what it is if you've listened to this show before. Kickstarter. I feel like I need a Kickstarter sounder segment. That's really hard to say. Let's try this. Kickstarter. Okay, so yes, I was on Kickstarter and I stumbled across a game. Orange Island. Now this game, as of recording, has five days to go with regards to backing. So when it hits the airwaves, there's only one day left. And I usually don't like to talk about Kickstarter games that have no time left to even interact with them after I've recorded this show. But I'm going to make an exception here because Orange Island, it's already funded. It is blown away. It's 15,000 pound goal and it's raised 55,805 pounds as I sit here. An incredible amount achieved so far for this game. And let me tell you, this game started out as a project for a retro single player 8-bit action adventure platformer game. And it's being developed by a former Sega designer, Ted Sturchy. The goal of this game is to create a fully authentic NES Nintendo Entertainment System experience with the graphics and the audio specifications for that console. Now, with the stretch goals for this game, one of those was to create an NES homebrew port. So, you know, those big chunky cartridges that you had for the the NES? That is a goal. And that goal has been smashed. They've made that goal. The art style for this cartridge is a big pink beautiful print on this kind of the art style with regards to their game cover for this game kind of reminds me of 90s Doug with like long arms and long legs but I don't know where that came from but Orange Island this game is totally funded it's it's hammering into its stretch goals which includes a Nintendo Switch port which has been met and One of the goals that's just about to be met as well is a port for the PlayStation 4. So it looks like this game is going to be everywhere on PC and Mac as well. But this game has got a heap of nostalgic feeling with it, even regards to the art and the music, which you can hear in the background right now. Sounds really good. And just a note on who is composing the music for this game, because it is none other than Hiroki Kikuta. He's an iconic composer and sound designer. You might have heard some of his work in Secret of Mana, Soul Calibur. He is a big long list of projects that he's been part of. And this just adds to the feel of this game. And you may be listening to this now and the Kickstarter has been fully funded, but I'd recommend if you're going to be checking this out on PC, for example, is uh, head over to Steam. Because if you see the trailer for this game, you're going to see a combination of Kirby, Zelda, Wonder Boy, 
mother all mixed in together to create this RPG which has a lot going for it. There is going to be over six hours of gameplay, there's going to be non-linear exploration, there's going to be side quests, there's going to be puzzles, there's diverse characters and to solve puzzles in this game we're going to be switching between characters because certain areas or puzzles will be more suited to specific characters abilities and that leads to the game encouraging you to frequently swap between the characters to progress the story, unlock new areas of the world, and giving everyone their chance in the limelight. So all in all, this is a fantastic project. If you're looking to add a game to your NES collection, you should get on that pretty quickly. I know I haven't given you much time if you're listening in pretty late on this. The rewards have... Uh, the, the Kickstarter would have ended. I'm sorry about that, but you can also pick it up on various other platforms when it makes its release in quarter to 2020. So next year, it's gonna be heading over there. It's just so cool to see projects embracing older console concepts as well, but having some elements that you may not have saw in original RPGs in older consoles because there's been so many now and there's so many features that we see in our RPGs that come out these days, you know, day and night cycles, you've got side quests, which, which, you know, a lot of older RPGs don't really have that element. It was more, this is the story and you play through that. And this one is just like a complete package of sweet RPG-ness. It's got the graphics, it's got the music, it's got a storyline, it's got the side quests, it's got exploration. It's got puzzles, it's got tough boss fights, and it's got no microtransactions or gambling, which these days is seen as a selling point. And well, I'd have to definitely agree with that. So yes, Orange Island. Go check that one out on Kickstarter if you're listening to this as the show comes out. If not, still go check out Orange Island, add it to your wish list on Steam, and keep an eye out for it if you're playing on consoles, on Nintendo Switch or PS4. I think that's going to be a really good one on Nintendo Switch, actually. Definitely one to look out for there. So that is Orange Island. It's trivia time. So Orange Island, there's going to be a NES homebrew port for that game, which we were talking about there. So that's perfect opportunity to ask you a NES question, a Nintendo Entertainment System question. The NES first released in Japan, but in what year was it 1979, 1981, or 1983? And the answer is 1983. Do you remember that? I don't, I wasn't even born. But if you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. If you've been keeping up with the news in entertainment with regards to TV shows, you know that Amazon is making a Lord of the Rings TV show. That's very, very exciting. But you know what's even more exciting? It's the fact that Amazon is making a Lord of the Rings MMO game. Now, we already have a Lord of the Rings MMO game, which came out back in 2007, and I remember buying that game. I've still got the PC box here. I was in there when that game launched. Had a lot of fun for 
a year or so before my interest faded out. I remember that game being pretty graphically intensive compared to World of Warcraft, which I was also playing at the time. Lord of the Rings Online is still going, still has player base there, but I've tried to get back into that game over the past few years. Sometimes I just get this urge to download it, remembering the good old days outside of the Prancing Pony, playing on my loot, you know, making, <laughs> making some music with my fellow hobbits. There was a lot of cool things about Lord of the Rings Online with the world and the whole feel of Middle-earth. It is a really great world to explore and perfect for the MMO RPG genre. It just seems to make so much sense when you have this world enriched with lore, which is already there and can be expanded upon in this media. But Amazon, they're gonna make their own Lord of the Rings MMO. Now, I think you could say that the Lord of the Rings online game, it's a, a cult classic. I mean, I have a friend who day one, he purchased a lifetime pass for that game because initially that game had a subscription he jumped on that and had a lifetime access to Lord of the Rings Online. It's of course since moved to a free-to-play model. Still getting updates though, but what will this mean? The fact remains to be seen if it's going to be an MMORPG much like the Lord of the Rings Online or is it going to take a different shape to that. But it got me excited because I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings. I love the world. I love to think about those initial moments that I spent in Lord of the Rings Online and another chance to explore Middle-earth in a video game, it excites me. It excites me. I've always enjoyed games to do with Lord of the Rings. And like I said at the top, Amazon's also making a Lord of the Rings TV show, but this isn't going to be connected. So the game, the TV show, they're going to be separate. We've seen video games and TV shows try to do crossovers and makes me think about Defiance actually, which which was a game and a show that I enjoyed for a while too, but I know that there's that increased pressure if you have a game relying on a TV show that if one or the other doesn't succeed, then it can create complications down the line. So I think keeping those parts separate, that's good. That's good for me. I think let's not muddy those waters too much when it comes to Lord of the Rings because why cross them over if you don't have to keep keep them separate and keep those stories on different paths because there's there's a whole big world middle earth is huge there's enough to go around you know what i'm saying there's enough there that we don't need to cross that over so it's still early days with regards to amazon making a lord of the rings game i don't have too much really to share on it but it, it is happening it's gonna be coming we don't know when we don't know where I just wanted to talk about this because I have a history with Lord of the Rings Online. I think that game's always had so much potential. Playing it back now, you have those memories of the clunkiness, but overall, the sheer scale of the world, I think they really did a magnificent job in capturing that. And it is one of those games where I'm like, well, you know what? If they just freshened the graphics up on this and the combat, was a little better, you'd probably have a really strong MMO on the market because of the name, you know, Lord of the Rings. It has so much clout, it has so much power. There's just so much potential in this world that, that can be used to create stories, to create gaming content, 
And I, for one, am very much looking forward to having more Lord of the Rings. And what do you think? You excited? What kind of Gandalf are you in this situation? Are you more like uh, this? A wizard is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Or are you more of like this? I know, I know where I stand, but let me know. Let me know what you think. And that's Lord of the Rings MMO game coming soon from Amazon. It's trivia time. So we're talking about Lord of the Rings. Let's go into this question with that in our minds. Talion is the main character in which video game based between the events of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings? The answer is Shadow of Mordor. Really love that game too. And if you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. Finally, on this level of three extra lives, I'm going to talk to you about Furry Fury by Demibug. It's also a tricky one to say. Now, I mentioned this one on my Patreon last week. Popped up on Steam as a free-to-play game. Downloaded it. I checked it out. And I got hooked. I got hooked on Furry Fury. Try saying that five times in a row. Go on, I dare you. So Furry Fury, it's a dynamic beast rolling physics based online arena brawl. You control a creature, a furry, I think we're gonna call him. And there is six of these creatures that you can select. They all have their special abilities that differentiate them from one another, including their art style too. So how does this game work, you might be asking. And if you jump into this game, only on PC currently, but if you jump into this game, you'll get a tutorial. You control one of these furries. So they're a ball, you're in an arena, there's crates, there's other balls, which are, I'm gonna call them non-competitors, but they're sitting there. They could be in the shape of anything from a skull to a, a rock to something else. But the way this game is set up is a 1v1 or a 2v2. Your ball, your furry, will have an attack power and will have health. And what you're trying to do is to charge up a spin, charge up a roll, and you do this with your mouse. You scroll up how much power you want to do. And it's a bit like when you used to play online pool games, if anyone did that, because I did that a lot. And you move your furry around, you take aim, and you try and hit your opponent and you do damage to them. So if you have the momentum going into them, you do damage. If they have the momentum going into you, they do damage to you. But the fun part is interacting with the arena. The arenas have booby traps. They have things you don't want to run into. For example, the tutorial level that you'll get introduced into this game has a spike wall, which does three points of damage. Now you start off with 12 health when you begin a game. So you don't want to be bumping yourself into that spike wall, but you do want to be bumping your opponent in there. Something else as the turns progress fairly rapidly, this cloud of mist slowly narrows the arena. So think a bit like in Battle Royales where there's this ring of safety that gets narrow and narrower and pushes you more to a certain area of the arena. Now these arenas aren't very big and this is a way to prevent games from going on too long. And I actually think it's maybe a bit too short with the, how quickly the this mist of doom closes in 
on everyone, but it's so much fun, this game. I, I've, I can't believe it's free and being developed, like I say, by Demibug, which is a game studio created in 2017 by Marcin Michalski. I hope I got that name right. Marcin previously worked on Cyberpunk 2077, The Witcher 3, The Witcher 2, Gwent and Darkwood as based in Warsaw, Poland. So someone that's come out of the CD Projekt Red and you can definitely tell with the quality of this game. And in fact, I definitely sense some Gwent flavor with regards to the UI in this game at times. One thing I would say right now, games in early access. So usually when games are in early access, it can be more difficult to get matched with the online matchmaking. I've found probably the longest I've had to wait is a couple of minutes for a game. And usually I've been getting games within 10, 20 seconds, which is really nice. Games are quick, the games are fast. You play one and you just instantly want to play another one. There's daily quests in this game. There's going to be weekly quests. And going forward in the future, there's going to be a ranked mode, which I'm very excited about. I'm very excited to play this with a bit more competition and see how good I actually am. I want to see, I want to measure myself up against the other furry, fury players out there. But I, I can't recommend this game enough. It's super polished, even in this early access. There's only one microtransaction in the entire game, and it's a premium upgrade. It's basically your way of saying, I support this game, I love it. I'm gonna be definitely doing this, by the way. You get some you get some cosmetic items as a, as a reward for that too, but it's a very low price, and it's the only transaction in the entire game. And it's I think it's just a way to tip your hat to the developer and say, you know what, this game is good, I wanna support it and I want to see where it goes in the future. And it's it's a really good game. It, it's free to play. You, you never have to make that purchase. It doesn't even throw that in your face if you don't want to do that. And something I really appreciate with free to play games like this is, is yes, there's this one microtransaction with a couple of cosmetic rewards. One time, that's the only one, but it's not thrown in your face. But you know what, if you enjoy the game, if you appreciate what's being done, I definitely do, I can safely say, then that's going to be a purchase for me because I want the developer to succeed. I want more development into this game. I want to see it flesh out more. I want to see more modes, more things to do in the game. Expand that out and that's a way you can do that. Just to finish off, it's turn-based. It's It reminds me a bit like Worms actually. It doesn't play anything like Worms but it's that whole you take a turn and you might pull off an amazing shot. You know, back when you, you threw a great holy hand grenade or something like that and then it's your opponent's turn and it's there's something quite nice about turn-based combat within a game where it's not about reactions it's just a bit about strategy do you go aggressive do you try and interact with the environment or do you go for do you go for a direct approach and there is like I mentioned, crates around the arenas, which can contain health potions, which can contain uh, these other potions. They're yellow in color. And when you collect these, each character has various abilities, like I mentioned. And depending on how many you collect of these can activate a new ability for your character. So for example, one of the furries in this game is called Darkling. And when he collects two of these potions at the end of his turn, this black smoke swirls around him and it makes it a little bit more difficult for your opponent to pinpoint a direct shot and 
all the characters in this game all have abilities like this, three abilities that can rank up. They all have their abilities in this game which do something different and like I said there's there's these other creatures which don't move around but you can use them to fire them into your opponent and you can interact with them with regards to maybe giving them more attack power and then firing them into your opponent. So definitely check out Furry Fury, it's a lot of fun. It's super polished, even in early access. I highly recommend it. That's Furry Fury by Demibug. It's trivia time. We were talking about Furry Fury. Thinking about that, it's a bit of a clue to, to the answer to this question. Can you tell me which squirrel on the Nintendo 64 was known for having a bad fur day? The answer is Conker's Bad Fur Day. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of the level. We made it once again. How did you do on the trivia today? Why not let me know over on social media? You can find us at 3 Extra Lives on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know the drill. Head over there, post your scores, claim the bragging rights. Like always, you can find everything I've mentioned on this show over at 3extralives.fireside.fm. Everything I've talked about on this episode links to everything I've mentioned so you don't need to go searching. It's over there at 3extralives.fireside.fm. And with that, we have reached the end of the show. Goodbye, everyone. I will see you all in level 17.